Let's get it. Let's get it. Welcome back to another edition of the KSL.com Cougar Beat Podcast, covering all sides of the BYU Athletic Department, from football to basketball, to this week's guest. Uh, we're bringing in from the number six ranked men's volleyball team. That's right. You heard it there. Uh, the highest ranking in over two years, men's volleyball at number six in the national rankings. And a big reason for that is a guy that I'm grateful could take a couple of minutes to join me. Opposite hitter, the reigning national opposite hitter by Off the Block, our good friend of the show, Vinny Lopes, over at Off the Block, named him the uh, national opposite hitter of the week, Capono Brown. Thanks so much for joining me, Capono, for a couple of minutes to talk some men's volleyball. Of course. Thanks for having me. Capono, let's get right into it a little bit because that number six next to you guys, I know numbers and rankings don't always mean a whole lot to athletes, but that's a big number because BYU used to be kind of a perennial top five team, a a top five program. Um, And the last couple of years has fallen off a little bit. I'm sure you guys have talked about wanting to get back to sort of the standard of where BYU volleyball is at. Does it feel a little bit gratifying, like seeing your hard work get paid off to show like, you know, we're, I don't want to, I don't want to use words like back or anything like that, but does it feel a little bit gratifying to see that, that like what you guys have been trying to rebuild is sort of getting recognized a little. It is nice to see that um, our hard work is materializing in the rankings. Um, And we've talked about it as a team, um, but honestly um, we've just kind of acknowledged that and moved on from it pretty quickly because we know that really doesn't mean anything in terms of, um the conference tournament coming up or the ncaa tournament that we haven't secured a bid to yet so um we've acknowledged that i mean when the rankings come out we're uh the guys are usually in the locker room and we're talking about it before um our monday practice um but our main focus right now is really just um taking care of business this week against stanford um being that we're both tied for second in conference and we really need to secure um, um, good footing moving forward into the conference tournament. Well, that right there might be even more important than right. what that number next to your name is right there. It's just the fact that you're, you're back in conference play. The NPSF is back to hosting top 10 teams. It feels like night in and night out. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 11, USC uh, last time, number like uh, Stanford, another top 10 team coming in. You mentioned it right there. You guys are tied with the Cardinal for second place right now in MPSF play. Does that catch your attention a little bit? Like this is, this is a really big weekend for you guys. That definitely does catch my attention. Um, Stanford is a great team. They won the last four of their five games. Um, I don't really need to give them an introduction. I know them too well. <laughs> and um, we know that they're a respectable team and that um, even though we are playing in the Smith, we can't, just let them come in and do their thing. We've really got to take care of business. Um, so that's that's that was a topic of discussion early on in this week. And we've kind of shifted forward to focusing more on ourselves and how we're going to pull off our best performance. But um, yeah, no, um, it's, it's something to look at, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned how familiar you are with Stanford. So let's just move right into there. Former Stanford opposite. You were a freshman All-American for the Cardinal. Uh, 
a couple of years ago. I won't give away your age too much because I know I get self-conscious about it. And you're what you're an old timer like me. So you're probably feeling the same way as well. Um, but after your freshman season, you make the decision to transfer. There's a lot going on with that program at the time. They initially were going to cut it. Then they kind of backtracked, didn't cut it. You end up transferring to BYU. Walk me through kind of those months for you guys. What was sort of the turmoil around the program? And what made you decide to come to BYU in the end through all of that? So it actually started super early, um, the summer before my freshman year at Stanford, um, when their athletic director uh, announced um, that they were planning on cutting a bunch of programs. And men's volleyball was one of those programs included in the bunch. I think it was 13 altogether. And so we met as a team over Zoom because we were in the thick of the pandemic. And um, we were discussing what that meant. And there were just so many unknowns. And when we finally got to campus in January, we talked about it as a team. And the coaches brought up that it was okay for us to enter into the transfer portal because they wanted us to navigate other options in the event that the program wasn't going to be reinstated. Um, of course, they did reinstate the program and we're going to be playing them this weekend. But um, one of the options that I navigated as I entered into the transfer portal uh, was BYU. And so I entered into the transfer portal in March of 2021. And super quickly, uh, Mike Naone shot me a text and said he wanted to chat about um, the option of me coming to BYU. And it was more like we were revisiting that option because I had spoke with um, Devin and Micah um, out of high school and I even went to their camp. So um, that was an option for me out of high school. And it was really cool to just kind of pick up where we left off and re-explore that. Um, when they did reinstate the program at Stanford, that was a super tough decision and um I ended up going with BYU because I felt the program was a better fit for me. And I really liked um, the direction the coaches were taking uh, the team in. So, um, yeah, I ended up at BYU and I'm super happy with that decision. I think it was a great move for me. Stanford and BYU have a couple of similarities. Both, both very high academic institutions. Um, I'm sure classes are something we won't get necessarily get into that too much as you're right yeah. here right on the cusp of finals week uh too terribly um but they've also got relatively similar like campus communities kind of just the overall like culture um can be similar um and and yet there are a lot of differences what was kind of the biggest difference to adapting to BYU either from a volleyball perspective or just culture um I like to use the hashtag online hashtag keep Provo weird I know Provo can be a very yeah. unique place. So what, what sure. was just kind of the biggest difference for you as you sort of made the transition from the Cardinal to the Cougars? As goes for volleyball, I'll say the backing that the BYU program has is uh, phenomenal. Um, you play in the Smithfield house and people are physically there. You can hear them. And that is amazing. I don't think that's something you can get at many institutions, let alone Stanford. Um, Stanford's gym was empty when we were playing in it, and that's because of the pandemic. They had cardboard cutouts in there at the time. Um, but no, the, the support we get from uh, the BYU community is unreal. So that's that's a huge difference. And um, what else? 
the academic, the difference as goes for academics is pretty um, self-explanatory. Um, but the, yeah, no, that that's really all for me. Um, yeah. The biggest is volleyball. Obviously being right next to the Bay Area in California and then up next to the mountains in the Wasatch Front, did that take a little bit of getting used to? That did. That did take a little bit of getting used to. Um, When I got up to Stanford, it was cold, but it wasn't Utah cold. So right. um, it was maybe 30s or 40s. We would have to go get COVID tests um, three times a week and we'd go out in the morning. And I thought that was cold. But um, going to early morning weights with the team here at BYU, that's another level of cold. Like you get outside, it's just completely dark out and it's in the single digits <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that took a lot of getting used to i don't i don't even think i'm used to it yet um especially because i'm from hawaii i was gonna say it you're was, honolulu guy i'm sure it doesn't yeah, get into the single digits exactly there, it just yeah. does not get cold there so um wearing a parka is a totally new experience for me <laughs> that's awesome still a new experience at wearing that parka but i tell yep. people uh it, it, here in utah we don't actually adapt to the cold we just adapt our closets to the cold you learn right. what to wear more than anything else. Um, exactly. Yeah. Or in Hawaii's case, I spent a little bit of time in Hawaii and uh, it's more getting used to what not to wear. The layers that you don't necessarily need in the islands, right? Right. Um, we humans don't adapt by ourselves very much, but that's a separate conversation we don't need to get into. Uh, we adapt our own environment for us. Um, let's move to the current streak. Six matches in a row for you guys coming up on a really big one against Stanford. But rewind with me to the last match, the, the last weekend series against USC. You go off for, I think you had 22 kills um, in one of those matches. You had about 40 on the weekend entirely. Just what was working for you so well against the Trojans? And then maybe beyond that, what, what can you kind of take from there into the Stanford series and then the NPSF tournament next week? I think I found my footing with the team a little bit. Um, Heath was giving me great opportunities to just detonate um, from the front and back row. And I mean, our passers were doing a good job of um, getting Heath the ball so he could do that. So uh, we were in ideal situations with that match. But also, I think I found um, a sort of assertive confidence that really benefits my style of play. So uh, all those things were working out for me. And I think... Um, as long as I can find that this weekend, um, I, sh I should be able to, uh, recreate what I did against USC. Is it a little bit different? Um, I, I think I used the word emotional, but I don't even know if that's totally the right word because you are a couple of years removed from that transfer to Stanford, but right. going up against your old team, your old coaches, uh, are there you do have a couple of teammates I think that are still on the team um right were there when you there is it a little different kind of going up and seeing those faces or is it at this point is it just sort of another opponent for you you know when I did it last year it was it was kind of strange I mean I I knew everyone on the roster last year playing against them in Maples was kind of like revisiting an old home um I knew all their tendencies I like knew the guys well, but them being on the other side of the net just kind of adds a new dimension. I mean, there's trash talk. We don't necessarily like each other being that I left. <laughs> so there's that, um, the friendly chirping. 
um, all of the above. So I think coming into this weekend, I, I can expect the same thing. Um, they've got some very talented players, and uh, one of them is known to talk through the nets. So that that's going to be a fun experience. I mean, mm, yeah, dealing with that and revisiting old relationships. That could be a struggle, but I think I'll be fine. We'll try to keep this podcast PG rated and, and maybe we'll wrap yeah. up on, on this or maybe one other, but what you, you, you use the term volleyball trash talk. Can you give us a little bit of an example of what volleyball trash talk sounds like? Cause I think we hear it a lot, like in the NBA in American football, that kind of thing. But what does volleyball trash talk usually look like or sound like? You know, I have a, I am pretty good at tuning those things out, but um, it's, it's very situational. Um sure. So if their hitter goes up against me, I'm blocking and they just bounce a ball to the right of me. Their trash talk is really just rubbing that in my face. Yeah. Like, where were you? Uh, you just let that happen, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's completely situational. And it's normally in those sort of situations because you're right, you're right with them. The play ends there and they're sure. able to talk. But sometimes you get the little chirp uh, mid-rally. Sure. Um, I don't normally pick up on those either. I don't exactly have an astute ear for those things, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, it also seems like volleyball is kind of one of those sports where I'll make a little bit of a Ted Lasso reference here. You, you have your athletes are a lot more likely to be goldfish um, in volleyball, right. you know, the 32nd memory, like react, maybe celebrate a point get down on yep. yourself for a miss point, whatever. And then you forget really quickly. So I'm sure that probably applies to trash talk as well. Like you hear something and you go, that's funny or clap back. And then 30 seconds later, you're like, all right, next point, whatever. Right. right? And that's actually such a important part of the game. I think volleyball is such a mental sport. You have to be able to sort of tune those things out and be a present athlete, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So you're exactly right on that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, well, this Friday, Saturday, BYU, Stanford, it's a top 10 match. It's the Capono Brown reunion special uh, that we'll call it. Saturday is also senior night. So let's get yeah, out of here on this. Let's talk. We spent this entire time talking about you. Uh, let's just give a quick word to the two seniors you guys are going to honor, uh, Keith and Mitchell as well, your setter and your libero. What have they kind of meant to you this year and, and since you've kind of been here and uh, can you say something nice about those guys or should we just move on? Oh, I can absolutely say something nice. Um, they are so monumental for our team this year. Mitch is like a literal dinosaur in the program. He's been here forever, I want to say. Um, and Heath is practically new to our program, uh, being that he's a fifth year transfer. But um, they've both contributed so well to this team. Um Mitch is such a leader on the court. He's always communicating. Such a great guy off the court as well. And Heath, I've gotten to know really well because we live together. Um, and he's really changed the dynamic of our team and the way that he sets up our offense. So, um, yeah, we're not we're not going to see a group like this next year because of how special these guys are. And that's not to say that we're not going to be as good next year. It's just going to be a completely different group of guys without these people. Um, they're just that yeah. significant. Every team's a little bit different. Every team kind of has its own identity and replacing a setter every right. year is massive. Um, and then the libero, uh, they don't get noticed as much, but probably just right. as much. 
really on the court. So 100%, I feel you. Um, I lied really quickly. You mentioned you live with uh, with Heath. You guys are roommates. Uh, yeah. Uh, spill some tea for me. Which one's the messy roommate? Who's the clean roommate? Are you always getting on him to do the dishes? Or is he the clean roommate? I'm, I'm definitely the clean roommate. <laughs> You're the meat freak? Um, <laughs> yes, very. Um, I... I almost have OCD. I think that's appropriate to say. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm I'm the clean roommate. Heath is the not so messy roommate, but the yeah. messier. Messier, yeah. for sure. He's he's also very well put together. So I can imagine he he's is, being yeah. super messy, but you're the neat right. freak you're admitting to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll admit okay. that. That's awesome. Well, Capone Brown, former former Stanford All American freshman All American, uh now BYU star opposite hitter. Component of our reunion tour this week. And like I mentioned, Friday, Saturday in the Smithfield house, we'll see you guys there. Um, you guys being Capono and your team, as well as 5,000 of your closest friends, hopefully packing that Smithfield house, senior night on Saturday, and then off to the postseason. Thanks for joining me for a couple minutes to uh, talk volleyball, talk BYU, and talk about your journey here, Capono. Uh, uh, of course, anytime, Sean. Uh, let's get it, baby. Uh, Rockin' Royal. Uh, Rockin' Navy. Uh. No, you with me. Let's get it, baby. Boys just came back from their mission. We going crazy.